With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Greg Berger, and you are listening to the Geek Cast Radio Network. Get over Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the Cinema Geeks and this will be another in our series of video game film reviews. So I know everybody has been anxiously awaiting the next chapter in our video game series and it is here today and with me to go on that journey as they have been through the other video game film reviews is Hard Candy Mandy. Hello. What up? Movie Revolt Dan. How's it going? It's going well. And for the set? I don't think so. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking Raiden says that like three oh, times. That's right. You should have just done his creepy. This <laughs> 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 is like all the different lines that are like iconic for Mortal Kombat. I was not expecting that one. So <laughs> um, obviously, we will be talking about Mortal Kombat today, which is the 1995 film. It was released August 18th, 1995, uh, hour and 41 minute PG 13 film. And uh, for those of you that don't know what Mortal Kombat is, I don't know why you're listening to a video game series of film reviews because it's uh, one of the probably more popular video game films in history, at least I would like to think so. We talked about it a little bit with Street Fighter and kind of the comparison. So how we normally do this is uh, after we give a little bit of information on the film, we'll be looking at it first from the video game aspect and if it's a good representation of the video games that we remember. And then obviously we'll judge it as a film on standing on its own. Before we get to that, this film is directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, not to be confused with Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, written by Kevin Droney, based on Mortal Kombat by Midway, and it stars a whole bunch of people that probably a lot of you have not heard of, but we'll name a couple of them. Lyndon Ashby, Kara Hiroyuki Tagawa, Robin Shu, Bridget Wilson, Christopher Lambert, uh, and a few others that we might get into. But before that... Dan, I know we kind of mentioned it a little bit when we talked about Street Fighter, but remind people, what is your experience with the Mortal Kombat video games? Did you play any of them, and what kind of knowledge of the characters in the game did you have going into watching the film? Well, don't tell my mom, because I wasn't allowed to, but I did play a lot of Mortal Kombat as a kid. <laughs> yeah, especially the first one. We played, played it a great deal. Um, you know, had a Sega, and like I probably played that more than I did that of... Uh, 
the Street Fighter. Uh, actually, even played. There was a Sub Zero game. Uh, I forget like mm-hmm. what it was called exactly, but you were just Sub Zero. It was like a side scroller. Wasn't actually even a fighting game. I played that, so I was all about the you know the Mortal Kombat games. I, I never owned them. I only rented them from Blockbuster. But I remember getting when the first, second one finally came to Blockbuster, getting home and like playing every new character I possibly could, and and how exciting that was. Uh, so I. I I haven't played a lot of the newer ones, you know, in the last few years, like post, I'd say, Xbox era, era Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, the first four or so around the time that this movie came out, I, I did I did play it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I played Mortal Kombat. I never owned a, a single Mortal Kombat game, but I must have had a couple friends, and I think I had a cousin that also had them. So I remember that was like a game that always got played whenever I went to those people's houses, but I never had it myself. So I didn't have like a ton of experience and I was not very good at it for sure because of not owning it. Probably I was probably with the annoying kid that, uh, used a certain move over and over and over again, or like I had like a a four move arsenal. So I was probably really frustrating to play me, but, uh, I do remember playing the first probably two to three of them quite a bit. I, I haven't played hardly anything. I think I played one newer version just for like a, an hour once, uh, but not any experience with the newer games. But Dan, before we get Amanda and, and Matt's uh, history with the games, did you have a favorite character to play or one or two that you always like your go-to guys or girls? <laughs> well, I was I was cheap. I did, I did like playing... Actually, Raiden was one of my favorite characters in the first one. Um, I love the like the flying movie we do, like the Superman one, uh, the, and Sub Zero, of course. Uh, and I, man, I feel old, but I forget the one guy's name. He had the hat that he would throw. Uh, I, I would use Kung him. Lao. Kung Lao. Kung Lao. Yeah, yeah, him. There you go. Um, Kung Lao. I, 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 he was one of my favorite characters too to play. So. And for me, it was always uh, always down to either Sub Zero or Scorpion. Those were the two that I always wanted to play, or any variation of those characters. I just liked the look of them, so that was cool. And I just liked hearing the guy say "Get over here" like a thousand times. So um, yeah, that was my annoying move. So uh, Amanda, let's go to you next. What kind of experience do you have with the old Mortal Kombat games, the new Mortal Kombat games, and what was your favorite character to play as? I did play the original, um, the older. Mortal Kombat games, but like you guys, I was not allowed to own them, but I practically live in my cousin's house, and they uh, they had every single game possible, so I did get to play it a lot with my older cousins, and they beat me a bunch, but I also got got my kicks in, you know, get to do the one, the little sweet kick over and over again. But, <laughs> Keep knocking them down over and over. No, I mean, I got better. I can do combos and stuff. Don't hate. Uh, I, I do own, like, the Xbox uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, my PlayStation 2, I own every single Mortal Kombat for the PlayStation 2. Uh, even the ones where you can like design your own character and stuff. Like I got super into those. Uh, I-, I always loved fighting games. That's like my shit. So this was definitely a staple for me. Probably my favorite game to play growing up. And even watching the movies, totally psyched about it. Watch it over and over again. I'm gonna watch it a billion more times. I know. It's okay. But I think that my favorite character to play was Sindel, and she's legit, just just don't hate. And I also like Sony Blade, I like to do a little kiss thing and hit people in the face with it. Alright, Matt, what about you, what was your experience with Mortal Kombat? So, yeah, I played, uh, I think I played Mortal Kombat originally the very first time on a, a Super Nintendo, 
which if anyone remembers, that was the controversial version that was hyper-edited. They removed the blood from it because Nintendo didn't want that and other things like that. I guess I get to be the winner here because I owned Mortal Kombat 2 for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> nice. Um, so I, I, I uh, got to play that all I ever wanted. And, you know, I've played, you know, renting, uh, like, Mortal Kombat 3. I think 3 was the one where they added weapons, which got really weird. And then, like, like it was a half side, or not half side scroll, half 3D, like 2.5D, I think they call it. Um, and, you know, I've played them. I wouldn't say all of them, because there are so many of them. But I, I have played them coming through. I've played Mortal Kombat versus DC. I've played Mortal Kombat 7 or 8, like, maybe not the newest, newest one. But the one before that, and then also some of the crossover stuff before that. So, I mean, I've played them from, from beginning to most recently. And did you have a favorite character that you like to play? Sub-Zero was the man. Like <laughs> I always felt, like, super pissed when people were like, or you, or, my reaction was always the same thing. Like, oh, you gotta be Sub-Zero now? Like, you just gotta kick my ass with Sub-Zero? You're gonna come in here with Sub-Zero and kick my ass? Like, I was always pissed when the other person picked Sub-Zero. I'm like, you're just gonna come in here and freeze me the whole time? Like, I'm so mad. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> okay, so if we play, and this is funny because we finished watching the movie uh, for this record, and Amanda immediately wanted to play Mortal Kombat, so the copy that she has for the Xbox, and uh, I'm glad we didn't because now I know I can't be Sub Zero. So. Actually, the same, I like, I, same feeling. I was trying to like I don't own any. I'm like I was trying to look online. Like, are there ways to play? Yeah. <laughs> Just to relive some of it. So It was like 15 minutes before the record, and I was like, so you're telling me I don't have time to go play Mortal Kombat right now. <laughs> He's like, you have 10 minutes. So I'm like, so you're telling me I don't have time to go play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Matt, did you have any luck supplying us with any type of uh, a backstory based on the actual game or manual? Or So I've got, um, I believe... Mortal Kombat 1's manual and the back of Mortal Kombat 2's box, because okay. in my head it's this, uh, even the first one is Mortal Kombat 2, but I could be wrong about that. So, um, what we got for the first one, the Shaolin, temp- uh, the Shaolin Tournament for Martial Arts, it just says that, and then the, and then the next paragraph is, for ages it was a comp- a competition of honor and glory. Noble warriors from around the globe were invited to take part, each seeking to win the title of Grand Champion. But that was a long time ago before the tournament was corrupted by the evil demon Shang Tsung, a warrior who took on- not only the lives of his opponents, but their very souls. With the aid of his pupil Goro, a hideous half-human dragon, Shung, or Sung began a domination of the contest, which has lasted for centuries. Today, 500 years later, the contest begins anew as warriors once again gather to partake in Mortal Kombat. Doesn't get much uh, more straightforward than that, I guess. So. Goro is pretty hideous. I didn't get the dragon aspect out of him. Yeah, but, uh... not so much dragon. <laughs> Alright, so in your experience, Dan, playing the video games, the various versions and whatnot, obviously this is movie is supposed to be somewhat based off of a combination of the first and second games. We don't go into Mortal Kombat 3 territory quite yet. How do you feel like it uh, portrayed the universe you remember being uh, depicted in the actual video games, and how well does it represent the video games, maybe in comparison to the other films that we've talked about so far? I think it's probably the the best so far that we've gotten to, I would say. Um, I mean, it helps that, you know, the the premise of it is rather straightforward. It is a 
fighting tournament and of creatures from different and characters from different uh, dimensions or what have you for the fate of of the earth. And I thought, and I thought overall the characters felt that were pretty well represented. I mean, they all kind of looked the part and seemed like they fit what I would imagine. So I was I was pretty happy with the representation when it came to taking what the game gave it and making a movie movie out of it. At least for the first one. Uh, yeah, Amanda, agree or disagree that this is the best we've had so far as far as the representation of the video game? Oh, definitely, hands down. I, I'm waiting to be proven wrong, but I think this might be the most true to the game that we're going to get as far as just straight up, this is what you're getting, I mean, this is what the game is, and you'd think that it'd be easy, like Mario, but no jumping, Street Fighter, but no fighting in the streets, like... But now, finally, we're getting Mortal Kombat, and we're getting actual combat. Like, there's legit fighting. They have the taglines. They've got the characters. They've got the look of the characters. They've got a really cool showcasing of, like, some of their abilities and stuff. Uh, I do have a, a couple nitpicks about, you know, what was actually showcased. But I think, overall, I'm super, super satisfied with how it translated over. Matt, are you in agreement with Dan and Amanda? Just the, how well it, it captures the game. And if it's the best representation of the game that we've gotten so far out of the four films we've talked about. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's closer to the original game than those other other ones have been. Like they, I, I sense some disagreement somewhere in here. Oh, I just... It's, I just think it's... <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, it's, they did a pretty good job representing the game from a visual standpoint. Um, there are a number of weird little things like um, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are, uh, are enemies, um, and they were not enemies in the first movie. Like, Scorpion... According to the manual, Scorpion wears Sub-Zero's outfit as a mock of his clan, um, particularly taking the color yellow to show that that clan is cowards. And so, like, the fact that they're both under Shanks and you could argue, like, ah, soul manipulation or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> but, like... Well, they do they do make a mention that they are enemies. In the, the very first scene that they're both depicted in, Shang Tsung says, these are, you know, mortal enemies or, or whatever, have a feud, but I have them under my control. Yeah. That's... So I guess that's just a <laughs> get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, well, I mean, he could just do whatever he wants like that. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty good representation of the game. <laughs> like, it, like, they 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 definitely tried their best to copy and paste the game into the movie. Yeah, I, I will make it four for four too. I agree that it's by far the best representation we've had so far. Lightyear's ahead of Mario and Double Dragon and uh, uh, Street Fighter, and I mean, they actually are fighting. So I mean, that is the the key thing that Street Fighter missed is there was very few actual one-on-one -on -one fights and here we get it almost from the beginning it seems like and we get it over and over again with different pairings so i mean that's the main thing that you're, that you're looking for but like a man lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details and it was saying too they did an excellent job of giving us those trademark uh 
you know, lines and stuff like that, whether it be fatality, flawless victory, finish him, you know, different things that the, that the people say, even if a couple of them we'll get to later and my nitpicks are not necessarily accurate uh, uses of those terms. But, uh, but but they have all that, and they also have you know the the music right as far as the sounds from the game and, and, and that type of thing. So uh, even to the point where I remember in the game, you know, you have fights where Shang Tsung is sitting in the background. I don't remember which version of the game that was. That was the first Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat 2. But I remember fighting with him, sitting in the background, observing. You know, as you're kind of in that environment, whether it be a circle or whatever it is, and they literally depict that right into the movie you have those settings where he's watching and they have the circle where they're fighting and stuff like that so i mean i I think from a visual standpoint and from a sound standpoint they they captured a lot of the game pretty accurately and uh, i didn't find too many of the characters where i was questioning their outfits or their costumes or the coloring or different things like that so uh i think it's a very good representation of the actual video game um on screen so as far as how the film did financially before we get into how it actually works as a film in general uh, the gross was 70 million as far as domestic gross I think I added another probably around 50 internationally so it was over 120 million total but 70 million domestic which was uh, pretty darn good it's uh, the fifth best video game adaptation according to box office mojo so there's uh it was fourth up until this year so now it's dropped down to five and there's only three that we're going to be talking about in the rest of the video game series that will have made more money than mortal kombat because the other one is pokemon the movie which we won't be covering so uh, it's it's up there as far as the money that it made it also had the seventh best opening weekend in 1995 and it was number one at the box office three weeks in a row when it came out. So financially successful. Uh, when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, 33% from the critics and 58% from the fans. So maybe that's a good transition into how the film actually worked as a film in general. Dan, we haven't heard from you in a little while. So uh, where do you start when you try to look at Mortal Kombat as an actual film, whether it be plot, writing, uh, characters, etc.? How do, how do you think it worked as a film, even whether regardless of if it was a good video game adaptation or not? I guess I guess where would start looking at the plot. I mean, the plot is straightforward. I mean, we, it is pretty much Liu Kang's story here, and I, you, you have the element of him basically trying to avenge or what have you, his, his brother who, who passed away or was killed by Shang Tsung, and like that. I think that element of it was never really strong enough like if you're looking at it on a straight plot standpoint and it i think it tries to do some things but ultimately it also is stuck trying to do some fan service and it is also a tournament that makes no sense whatsoever like <laughs> like how characters fight and then like they they have these fights and then like the tournament set up but then nothing really happens and, and then they kind of scrap that into to the end so that that part of it is you know i think it's just clearly designing to get having certain things happen um i guess the way i look at it is not so much a, a film i is more of a piece of entertainment and i think it it works on that level i think there are some you know the set design's pretty fun some of the character dynamic within that group is interesting you know the acting is not phenomenal at, at, throughout but uh I, I did i did enjoy it overall it, especially compared to what we received I think the filmmaking is much better than you know, you know something like 
Double Dragon for sure, or Street Fighter. <laughs> it's I feel like a little bit more competently made. Um, especially the fight sequences it seemed like they incorporated a lot of the classic maneuvers per se um, especially like the sequence with Sub-Zero in the not Sub-Zero but Scorpion in, in the forest even though that come, comes out of nowhere but um, <laughs> I would say it's not as good as I remember like I thought, thought I remember thinking this was a really good movie um, or like it was like this it was really solid and it's, it's not it, there are some more cringeworthy moments than I than I than I uh remembered when I first saw it, though I will say, we're not completely talking about it, after watching the sequel, Annihilation, this thing is like freaking Goodfellas compared to that, which is like, man, that is one awful movie. It is god awful. <laughs> don't remind me of that existence of that film. Yeah, it weren't, uh, there's not much to say about it besides don't watch it. Yeah, don't ever watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um, the, I wanted to jump off from something you said real quick before we get the other guys take and that is talking about the tournament and how it doesn't make sense that was something that i think even bothered me as a kid but i didn't really know why is i never could follow what was going on because it was like okay the first time you have a setup and you're saying you know person on the right person on the left come fight and everybody will watch and that type of stuff and then it seemed like you just had to be ready at any time later on in the movie like you could just be walking down the block and all of a sudden there's a fight and there's the person that you're going to be fighting with no warning whatsoever and then it also seemed like you had, it was like that one kid that you used to play with uh, outside when you were growing up where every time something was working out in the game that wasn't to their favor, all of a sudden the rules got changed. And it was like, well, that didn't go how I wanted to, so now um, I can make this rule and I can call you out and you have to do that. And then if that's not working, we'll change the rules again. So it did seem like that was happening a couple times from Shang Tsung, which kind of threw off the whole uh, tournament and like that whole, there's rules that you have to follow where the emperor is going to be upset or this, that, and the other, or it doesn't qualify because of the the thousand year tradition that we have going on. It seemed like a lot of that kind of went out the window when they needed to from a plot standpoint, so I definitely agree with that. Uh, Amanda, how did you think it worked out as a film and, and what were some of the highlights or lowlights, whichever way you want to go? I think that it definitely worked as a film, even if it didn't have any connection to a video game. I think that the premise and the execution was super fun and, and well done. I mean, we've got like the highest stakes too thus far that we've seen out of any of the the films that we've been watching. Like, that you will get killed and your soul will get taken out. <laughs> and then Earth is going to get absorbed. Like, <laughs> stuff's going to happen and it's not good. I think that it has... Wait a second. Are you talking about... Are you, like, downplaying Super Mario Brothers and the de-evolutionizing of <laughs> society? Um, I can believe Mortal Kombat would happen before I believe. <laughs> I think that it's got the the best visuals that we've seen, too. Some super legit visuals. Uh, also, like you guys brought up, too, legit fighting. There was definitely some time put into the choreography and stuff. And... This is in stark contrast to the Street Fighter where we talked about where they were supposed to have all this time to train with like the, the choreographers and the martial artists and they got nothing. And you could definitely see that, whereas here it seemed like they had a lot of time with the, with the specialists and going through this. Um, I think even one of the actors is uh, well versed enough where he did some of the choreography themselves because there was a couple scenes that were reshot 
afterwards that were kind of added into the film where he had 100% of the choreography responsibility, and those are some of the best fight scenes. So I think it helped that they had uh, what seemed like a lot more time and a lot more people that knew what they were doing when it came to those fight scenes. But go ahead and continue. Well, I think that Mortal Kombat, keyword being combat, that they definitely should have spent some more fucking time on the fighting. That's what they did not accomplish well in Street Fighter. And I think that with this, there were some super cool displays of different fighting styles, too. It wasn't just, you know, this generic kind of kung fu stuff going on. There were some definite styles of fighting going on, and I really dug it. Matt, what about you? How did it work for a film for you? Uh, I think it's trash, and I think anyone saying anything positive about it is wrong. I think it's so bad. Like, like I don't know, man. This movie was garbage. Like, when did you see it, though? Like, did you see it back in the day? I because saw back it, in the day, this thing was legit. I saw it in the theaters <laughs> when it first came out, and it, it was amazing. It was my favorite thing ever. Like, my friends and I talked about it for years. And then I watched it again less than a week ago, and it's garbage. Like, just, it's bad. Like, But what can you expect from a Mortal Kombat movie? No, no, that's not an argument. Like how, you can't make like that how, argument. Like, No, it, I mean, it, this, this is what it is. How can you not like it for what it but is? It, how can it be any better for a Mortal Kombat it, movie? It isn't. Like, the Mortal, again, because the Mortal Kombat story, I got the booklet here, it makes more sense than this. Like, like, there's logic to why people are doing things. Like... And, and I don't know, man. Sonya Blade was just was just there to be a princess. That was the whole point. Like, and also, why was anyone motivated to do anything? It was like, why is Shang Sun gathering everyone that's gonna beat him? Like, why wasn't it Raiden? That would have made infinitely more sense. But no, he gets Johnny Cage. He gets Sonya Blade. Like, he even kind of gets uh, Liu Kang. It's just like it's. He was trying to pad it so he could win because he thought that these people were pushovers. So he wanted to get the contestants to be people that he thought he could beat. Why Why is the guy who's going to do that the one who gets to choose? Like I don't think he is. is He's doing this shady business like, to try to get these people that he knows that will pad the competition that are just people that he can blow over with his, uh, his dominant fighting force. And then, like, but I mean, I don't know, man. Earth should be able to choose his own defenders. I feel There's only one chosen one, and that was picked by Raiden, and that's Luke. And so Luke Kang goes to the tournament, and he has to fight everyone that Shang Sun picks. Like all these other people showed up too. Like how they get there, we don't know. <laughs> that could have been Raiden. Who that? That one black dude that that served no dude. purpose except for to be there at the beginning and then die immediately when he should have just been Jax and got his arms torn off so that he could show up in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, they don't. They definitely don't go into the selection process too much of this one. I think it's more we're just supposed to understand that, or supposed to kind of take. Uh, you just have to accept the fact that these are quote unquote the best fighters, and whether it's Shang Tsung recruiting them or Raiden recruiting them or whoever, it's all almost like this other force has somehow decided these are the best fighters in the world, so they have to assemble or from the different galaxies. So I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess I had to give it a pass on the selection process. I'm, I'm surprised, man. I thought you were going to like this a lot. So did I. Like, I remember <laughs> loving this movie, but it's just like, it's you just can't follow it. There are no rules. There are just no rules at all. Anytime they tell you that there's a rule, they can break it at any moment for no reason. Like, it's just like, hey, I don't want this guy to kill my friends. He's like, okay, well then I get to challenge anyone for any reason, and then that person, if they lose, I get, I get your world for forever. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Like, it's just like, oh, I can challenge anyone. And he's like, it does, there's, 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 I can challenge literally anyone. And it's like, oh, but did you know they have to accept? 
It's like, okay, well, I'm gonna kidnap your girlfriend, and I'm gonna tear all her clothes off and put, on, put her in a dress for no reason, and tie her up, and just be like, I'm gonna fight you, and she's gonna be like, no, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you, no, I'm gonna fight you. Like, it's, it's fucking gibberish. This movie is terrible. He wanted her as his, like, her, his love slave kind of thing. He dressed up like a cavewoman. So, like, and so, like, multiple hundred-year-old ninja warriors that have been resurrected from the dead, he can control? But uh, like a 22-year-old Black Ops. Well, it's it's uh, that has to do with the fact of where he's from. I think if you go into the mythos a little bit, it's the same reason Raiden can't go to the what is it, whatever it's called, the outer realm or whatever. Yeah, yeah outer like Shang Tsung only has control over the people from his whatever you want to call it dimension type of thing. So he can't realm? control Liu Kang and all those other guys. Dan, Dan, Zero Scorpion are both from Earth originally. Well, I, but they, they claim that uh, how it spun off in this film, though, they're acting like they're from... Aren't they acting like they're from a different realm? I think I think you're right. I do think they do pretend to be from Outlet. Yeah, I mean, regardless of whether they're from in the game, and that might be something where they got get it wrong as far as how where they come from. But they kind of pretend like, you know, Goro, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Reptile are all... Uh, even, um, whatchamacallit, Katana are all kind of from the a different realm besides Earth, I guess, so to speak. But, uh, Dan, are you surprised Matt's coming down on this one that hard, or do you agree with with uh, his complaint so far? I, I don't disagree that it makes no sense. Like I mentioned, like, the rules of the tournament, it's like, it's... it's I would like to see the chart of them and, like, how it works exactly. Like, <laughs> the bracket? The bracket of this tournament. It's like, okay, this line then goes here, and then this is uh, the portal line where we go to different... Yeah, it makes... Like I said, like, when I was looking I've, I've at seen this... Some double, I've seen some double elimination tournament brackets that make as little sense as this does. And then you can just, like, <laughs> challenge a dude. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> we challenge this team. I don't care that we're not in the playoffs. It's just dangerous, like, everywhere you're going to be in that realm, though. I don't think it's just, like... Oh, hey, now this is just a fight breaking out. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I mean, people are just out to kill each other. They're different realms. They're at odds. If they're forced to be in the same area, they're definitely going to bump heads, which is going to result in some ass kickery. I mean, I, I I agree that that's the weakest part of the the movie is the the actual tournament and, and what kind of rules or or logic we're going to follow going through there. But for some reason, it didn't bother me. Like I guess it bothered you, Matt. But uh, like, yeah, I, again. again, like, I just, it, I hate the, the term turn your brain off, but, like, you kind of, and I'm also com looking at this in comparison to what we've gotten up to this point when it comes to video game movies and, like, thinking of something like Double Dragon or what have you, and also the sequel, which I did watch, too, and looking at the original, it's like, wow, that's, you know, watching that after, like, that, it seems like a much better movie, but I think what worked for me, I, I did like Liu Kang, the, the actor that played him, I thought he was competent um the guy who played Chase song i thought he was good as well and i it did enjoy like, their back and forth um and you know and like i said that the fights were well 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 done and plus you know you gotta you gotta love the mortal Kombat theme um and yeah. they don't get tired playing that at all by any means. <laughs> um but yeah i think it's one thing when you try to connect the dots and figure out why things are happening 
it doesn't necessarily really flow, and it is a lot of like a lot of contrivances from here, you know, in making it all fit together. But uh, I guess at the end of the day, I, I just at least enjoyed what, some things that were on screen. And uh, though I, I was surprised after watching this, even though we're not doing a comparison, I thought I might have even enjoyed Street Fighter more because I thought that was more purposely comedic and had a little was rather surprised me. Like what I mentioned, like this wasn't it, it was not the movie I had in my head. Not nearly to the like the what Matt where he hated it and liked it before, but. It, I thought I was going to like it a lot more than I did. So, Matt, did you watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I did. And it was an infinitely better movie than the original. Like, really? I, I feel like wow. the... What? I feel like the, the kung fu... Are you just pulling a joke? No, no, no. Legitimately, I thought the, the fighting um, looked better. I thought the story was, was followed its own logic a little bit better. I feel like it was a little more tongue-in-cheek. It was aware that the other one made no sense and so like it, it tried to make sense like and it even kind of referenced how dumb some of the elements the other one was where it's like oh uh now that you uh now that we're at the final battle uh you're gonna have to do three things to win and like they're like you're gonna have to do three things and he's like i did two is that enough and it's like yeah sure that's enough let's keep going like it was it was more entertaining and it felt like it fit better as a logical from beginning to end thing like, there were some dumb elements in it, but just like the other one, like, whatever the fuck the ball thing was, what was that about? Why did that even need to exist? It didn't. But it was better as a movie. Neither one of them was good, but the second one was more entertaining. I can't, see, I, I can't agree with that. I can't agree with that either. Like, when, yeah. Like, the, even just looking at the special effects, there's, like, more of them in the second one, and just, like, the ball thing, or, like, just, like, think again coming out of nowhere where you have characters somehow show up to where they're going to be and kidnap people and you have Luke Kane going on a spirit quest with a Native American stereotype character that gets from the game but suddenly can now change into an animal and I get that's from the game but it's just like it's just, <laughs> and you start off by like you know killing probably you know I get it I get it because he couldn't get Johnny Cage or, so you killed him and then that spoiler alert I guess but whatever um, I don't know I just felt like it was the casting for the first one wasn't like superior. Like they did, they I thought they knocked some out of the park with the casting on the first one, and some others were questionable. The casting for the second one is is ridiculous. I couldn't take I the guy who played I forget the name of the, the villain in the Shao Kahn. Shao and in, in the I just couldn't take him seriously. It just he just he just seemed. Yeah. From where they left it at the end of the first one, with the Frank Welker voiceover of this guy with like a skeleton-looking face, was like, "Oh, this guy is even more intimidating than Shang Tsung and Goro." And then the second one opens with some generic Mad Max type character in like a suit. It, it was just I, I had to walk out of the room. In the holy god sequence, and like Raiden could kill all the generals, but then he didn't. Like wait, and then I don't know. Like I, I don't. I agree. Like neither of them is are like you know, if we're, are grown movies by any means, a stretch of the imagination. But I guess. Or we can ignore the fact that what? he turned into like Luke Kang turned into a dragon at the end. Like that that doesn't happen. It's my animality. I'm a fucking dragon, and that's how I have to defeat the boss is to become a fucking dragon. Are you talking about the second one? Yeah. But oh. wait, 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 <laughs> we referenced that that that's from the game, and also he learned that in the spirit quest. So he, <laughs> but he turned into a dragon in the fucking game. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't the yeah. There was animality. That's when I stopped playing with the beast or whatever it, it was. was. That was actually on the back cover of the second game. Was actually him as a dragon. 
Yeah. And I was not allowed to have video games. <laughs> so I didn't even see the box. My cousins put it in the system, and I started pushing buttons. So that's what happened. Yeah. Man, but Matt, you didn't like the the visuals or the sets from the first one. I thought the the sets they created were were. The venues awesome. were pretty, pretty spot on. And the only visuals that I didn't like from the first one is at times Goro looked like a, like a retarded uh, puppet. Um, with, I mean, at times he looked okay, like on some close-ups, and then other times it was like a weird claymation the, thing. Yeah, weird claymation thing where his arms and his mouth weren't synced up together and whatnot. But when it came to like the actual worlds and the and like the settings, I thought those were better than anything we've seen so far in the video game films. I think uh, they were less interesting than the Mario one, but generally, yeah, they they were they weren't terrible. The visuals weren't the bad thing, other than again like Goro. Um, but they even then in the second one they did a better job with Mintaro and Shiva. But yeah, uh, other than Goro, yeah, it looked nice. It was like that wasn't my problem. For some reason, the the kung fu, the fighting sequences didn't. I didn't like them in the first one. It, like it just oh. felt like poorly choreographed for most of it. I can't agree with that, man. I mean, rewatch, do a side by side, and watch the fighting in Street Fighter, and then watch the fighting in, in Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's most of it is. Seems like it's pretty well choreographed. Wow! Well, like they have actual black belts fighting in the first Mortal Kombat movie. Like, the, like I, that monk in the that Liu Kang fights first. That guy has like he's mastered a ton of different like fighting and stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe my problems more with uh, some of the the not people like the the Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage's like because like the Johnny Cage versus Scorpion fight um, was definitely weird and awkward. Like. That was one of my favorite scenes <laughs> in the entire movie. The Sonya Blade, Blade I can kind of see because she did not allow a stunt person to do anything for her. So that actress was doing all of her own stunts. So I could see anything that was in, involving her maybe not coming across as polished. But the ones with, like, a, especially like with Reptile and, uh, and Scorpion and Sub-Zero seemed to me like they were some of the, the better fighting that I've seen so far out of the, the four films. You not that we've seen a lot of fighting. A way better job than the Street Fighter fighting. I'm not saying that this... <laughs> I'm just saying, um, and maybe it's just like a modern Hollywood where they've got more CG and they've got better ways to do stunt doubles. Maybe I'm just used to better... Like, I didn't like the, chore the choreography of the first one very much. The second one was a slight improvement. But yeah, yeah, they're, they're better fighting than, than Street Fighter. I just don't think it was a better movie. I don't think there was much fighting in Street Fighter to really even compare it. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't enough to compare. There was another comical thing as far as the uh, the fighting goes, because there's one scene, apparently the, the guy that was doing Liu Kang, uh, I don't know if he did all of his own stuff or not, but there's that one part where Sub-Zero goes down that ramp and does like three somersaults or flips or whatever. And then Liu Kang just like runs after him, yelling him, yelling at him. He was supposed to do the exact same thing Sub Zero did, but he couldn't physically. So then he just like ran after him. He was supposed to do like three somersaults as well. Like Instead, just like thing. held up his arm and just yelled and went forward. Yes. <laughs> but uh, man, going into a couple of the other things, uh, we talked about casting a little bit, and I know Dan, you mentioned it a little bit, but I want to get you guys to take on a couple of the characters and how you feel like they matched up, because obviously we don't have a lot of. Uh, big name actors and a lot of who's who uh, of Hollywood playing these guys necessarily. I thought they did, like Dan said, I thought they did a fantastic job with Sang Soong. I thought, or how would you always say his name differently. Um, I thought that was perfect casting. And um, I also thought that uh, um, Christopher Lambert was good as Raiden. I don't know if everybody agrees with that or not, but uh, my, my weakest two spots were probably Sonya and Johnny Cage. Um, as far as I don't, 
But I think it might have been distracting if it was anybody known. But I, I mean, I don't think those guys were expert actors, nonetheless. But uh, Amanda, what did you think about the people that got playing some of these parts? I thought they were pretty spot on in, in the first one, if we're just focusing on the first one. Yeah. I think that um, I, I loved the first Raiden. I, I know that, uh, wasn't this guy like the Highlander? Yeah. Like, he's he's super legit. I, I, I like that actor, and I thought that he was really awesome as Raiden. It was a pretty cool take on it. Um, I think Also way was, better than James Remar in the second one, Matt. Uh, no, I'm willing to agree. The, 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 the second here's the thing. I don't think uh, Lambert did a good job either. I think they're both oh, bad. Man. I like. I, I I think it's cheesy, but I I liked him. I mean, I keep going. I interrupted you. I think Johnny Cage was the best in this film. I don't even like him in Legacy, like the who they have cast for that. I think he's super useless and everything else. But I feel like in this, at least they set him up as kind of a contender. Like he takes on Goro, which is. He's super fucking scary. Like, I was terrified of him when I was little. And I think that um, Sony Blade was probably my weakest casting. I just feel like, like Matt said, she's like the princess character. She gets fucking kidnapped over and over again. It's stupid. Like, you're supposed to be some super... Is she in, like, the Marines or the Army? She's in some kind of special forces. You should be a little bit more tactical. And she's just, like, this bullheaded, I'm on one mission... And that's to kill Kano the whole time. And she's just one-track-minded, and she's not really adapting like she should. And So that was kind of bogus. But I think that Liu Kang was perfect. I think maybe Katana, her portrayal was a little weak. Like, bitch didn't even pull out her fans, like, the whole time. A little stoic. Yeah, and I think um, the not having a couple of the other characters that I would like to see... In, in the first one kind of made the casting or, or just the the characters in general it's a little sad for me I wanted a few more in the first movie but then focusing on the three that they did I was I kind of just had to be okay with it I also kind of like the way they wrote a couple of the characters I know the writing in this film obviously gets trashed on a lot especially in a lot of the reviews but I actually like some of the writing that they did for Raiden and for Johnny Cage I, I like the comic aspects of Raiden being, you know, laughing and then apologize to whatever he was doing. And they almost wrote Johnny Cage uh, almost uh, in like a Han Solo-esque type, uh, some lines in there. Uh, like that one line where he's like, come to a little tournament, he said. It'll be good for your career, he said. And those types of things, like I kind of got that feel for him. So I didn't mind the writing of those two characters, but I am uh, in complete agreement about Sonya Blade. Uh, Dan or Matt, any other thoughts on the casting or some of these characters and how they were portrayed? That Scorpion and Sub-Zero cast well. <laughs> Dude, I don't think they did a good job with like casting or writing the the female characters in this movie. Like, like Amanda said, Sonya Blade's whole thing was I need to go beat Kano, and then they get to the tournament and she kills Kano, and it's like, oh, now we have a superfluous female character. Let's get her kidnapped a couple of times. Like, <laughs> it's fucking pointless. And like Katana, it's like she's the daughter of the the previous ruler of Outworld. She's over a thousand years old. She's a martial artist that's been training for a thousand years. Liu Kang beats her in about 20 seconds, even though he's, what, 24? A thousand <laughs> years martial artist? Makes no sense. Their female characters are weak. They're not... Well, she she wasn't... She was not... You're talking about Katana? Yeah. And, and, yeah, she wasn't trying to fight. Well, yeah, true. But what was <laughs> up with that whole fight where Shang Tsung's like, I needed to make sure that Liu Kang and Katana never meet. And then a meet... <laughs> immediately fucking cut to them on a beach where he's like, yes, meet! Ha ha! 
and fight, and then immediately cut to you guys don't have to finish this fight. There doesn't need to be a winner. You like, can like, your like, own also, quit talking. Quit. I mean, you, you shouldn't be talking. There's too much talking. This fight is over. Like, there's so many fights that just don't even make sense. Like, like even the Johnny Cage Goro fight, which is hilarious because it showcased Johnny Cage. Like, I'm willing to low blow a dude because I've got to win. But it's like punch him in the nuts and then immediately run for a mile. To go, <laughs> and then I was like, "Why don't you kick this guy in the head, like, like right now?" Why not set the fight on a cliff? <laughs> just get the nut punch and then get him to knock over. And it's like, it's hilarious. He just fucking cheated his way to beating Goro, like, and it was that quick. And it made set like, it was just like, nope. I'm gonna climb up. A, I'm gonna climb up this wall. I'm gonna go out that door. I'm gonna go like, it's incomprehensible. <laughs> this movie doesn't make sense on any level, and it pisses me off every scene. Oh jeez, you're in a bad mood when you watch this film. That I'm just kidding. I um, I, I can agree with most of your com- with most of your critiques though. I just for some reason did not have the same effect of making me angry. I kind of just took it, like Dan said, shut your brain off and, and you know just allow yourself to be entertained. Maybe is is how my brain was going with it, but uh, I don't know. I wanted to go through a couple other things uh, with you guys, and then we can get some final thoughts and let everything else get aired out. But uh, a couple behind the scene things. Uh, trivia facts and stuff like that. Apparently Brandon Lee was supposed to be Johnny Cage, but then obviously he had the he was tragically killed on the set of what was the film The right. Crow. Right. So then they offered the part to Jean-Claude Van Damme who turned it down because he was doing Street Fighter. They're going to have so, Jean-Claude Van Damme be Luke Kang? No, uh, Johnny Cage. Oh, okay. This is for Johnny Cage. Okay. And that's why it eventually They were originally going to make the game about a Jean-Claude Van Damme character, weren't they? I'm not sure. That's what it was. That's what I saw. Also, interesting trivia on uh, Trevor Goddard, who was the guy that played uh, Kano. Apparently, the people behind the game liked him so much that they rewrote, according to what I read, they rewrote the character of Kano in all the future games to be Australian because they thought uh, Trevor Goddard giving him, like... Well, first of all, they thought Trevor Goddard was Australian, and they were incorrect. He's British. So they, they they went through and like rewrote the character in future games to be Australian, thinking that the actor was Australian and they liked what he did with it. So he's supposed to be the Kano as a character is supposed to be Japanese American. So that was kind of an interesting tidbit I thought for that. And Cameron Diaz was cast as Sonya Blade and broke her wrist, I guess, in the first week of doing some martial arts training or whatever. So. According to the internet, that's a fact. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, so that's why it got changed to whoever did place on your blade. The original screenplay had an R rating for graphic violence and language until it got down to a PG-13. And, of course, uh, this is one thing that does bug me and Matt. I'm, I'm sure you, I don't know if one of you guys mentioned it or not, but that Artlene uh, character obviously was not a game character. Um and that confused Because we us. didn't have enough characters? That's or? what I'm saying. I hate it when they do that because you could have easily put one of the other characters in and killed them off if you needed to. But uh, And there was also supposed to be a love story in the film between Katana and Liu Kang in the very first film uh, that they eventually cut out because they wanted to focus more on the fighting. There's also two cut scenes. One was the burial of Art Lean. I guess they go to bury him and they bury him under a statue of Kung Lao. And that was the only mention of the, or the only visual as, uh, depiction of that character. There was also a cutscene between a fight between Sonya and Jade that was cut out of the film. So, Reptile, not originally in the movie at all until they tested it with some test audiences and the audiences wanted more fighting and stuff like that. So, they added Reptile in so they could get a couple more fight scenes. Um, so, 
that's the trivia that I have for you guys. But uh, let's go around the horn one more time and, and get people's anything that you haven't been able to mention, and then we'll go around one more time for some grades. So, Dan, what else, uh, if anything, did you want to mention that you liked, disliked about Mortal Kombat? Like, I don't know if it's like a Stockholm situ- situation where it's like we're watching all these video game movies, so you're just coming to accept them and like them from what they are, but um, it just because you're forced to. But um, I, like I said, it, I, I really have not much more to say about it than it's already been said. Uh, again, it's it does not hold up that well. Uh, ultimately, um, it it you know it's probably perhaps maybe the best thing we're gonna get. Maybe I don't know. But I like I said, if if you can forgive a lot of its sins and there are a lot there i think there is some things to enjoy you know you can accept the fact that it has no logic you can accept the fact that it doesn't really you kind of just change things it goes as it is I, I i think there you can at least have fun with it possibly um but you know if my overall grade of the film i would probably give it uh five out of ten all right amanda what about you anything that you haven't said yet and what grade would you give mortal Kombat? We just mentioned that eating food in another realm seems super sketchy. Like, <laughs> I ate some produce in Italy and got super sick. What would happen to you if you ate food in another fucking realm? Don't worry about it, because two minutes after the meal starts, they're going to flip all the tables for no reason and then walk away. <laughs> uh, I think that it did have some pretty adult themes and language and stuff to fit, like, the, you know, the mature, let's, let's be honest, the mature nature of the, the video game, and I can see it kind of, you know, leaning towards R, if they would have made it a little bit more R, I think that would have been a little bit more legit, but I just like R movies, let's get over there. And I think that it had tons and tons of set work, like, there's some super intricate stuff going on in these realms, like, it definitely looked like you were not on Earth anymore, so I think as far as my grade goes, I'm gonna give it a 7. Right. Whoa, whoa, you're gonna give it two points higher than you gave Nausicaa? Dude, I couldn't even stay awake in Nausicaa. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we'll let you go next then. Man, ah, uh, I just... I also like Batman vs. Superman, I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> oh, That's man, tricky. I don't know how you uh, can stand to <laughs> be around me. <laughs> like, this movie uh, was a gem of my youth that has been ruined by me rewatching it. Like, I'm, I'm glad I rewatched Annihilation because I hated that as a kid. I think I got really upset when uh, when my second favorite ninja, Rain, dies after getting one line for no reason. And But, yeah, I don't know. Like, my suggestion is uh, seek out the spin-off Doctor's take on Mortal Kombat because, they, they you know, they, they're uh, more forgiving than even I am, but, like, they still, they list out why this is such a bad movie. And it's a Maybe you should stop listening to them before you podcast with us. <laughs> oh, that, I mean that that podcast came out I, like a while ago, but it was it was good. You don't you, like the Need for Speed one makes me very worried about when we have to watch that movie. So oh, I'm I'm worried about that. Regardless. Oh, like, I, I wouldn't don't even need like anybody to add that. to the worriedness of that. <laughs> Ugh, but uh, like I don't know, man. It's not the worst movie I've seen. Um, it's I think maybe more entertaining than Mario. The only reason I, I seem to be more angry about it is just because no one else is angry enough about it. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's not, I don't know, I want to compare it to Batman v Superman, because that's what I'm doing everything in 2016 for whatever reason. Like, I feel like the characters' motivations are slightly more logical, but generally it's less interesting. 
I don't know. I'm gonna give it like a three. Ouch. So you you put a I don't remember where you put the other ones. So you're putting this worse than which ones that we've watched already? Definitely worse than Street Fighter. I don't know, like probably tied with Double Dragon and maybe better than Mario. All right, that's the part I can't agree with. But uh, I mean, I agree with some of your flaws. But like I said, it, from an entertaining standpoint, the, and the pacing and everything like that, I had fun with it. I thought I laughed at stuff. Um, I liked the action and the fighting sequences. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be on a different end of the spectrum from you on this one. Um, some other nitpicks though. Uh, Earth, why are you not prepared well for these uh, Mortal Kombat things? If you've already lost nine tournaments, and the next one you lose, you're gonna be overtaken. Why are we not preparing our fighters and at least talking to them and getting them prepped up? Like it's we we don't find them until the day of. Yeah, it, and then and then it's like, hey guys, you're gonna go fight for. You gotta, I mean, we are pretty big procrastinators. <laughs> we are procrastinators, and I get I get that some of them have some fighting backgrounds, but I would at least like to prepare them for these other realm like uh, supernatural powers they're gonna be going against because at least Raiden knows about those. So that's kind of weird. Uh, let's not say flawless victory when it's not a flawless. victory. <laughs> <laughs> I get the fatality, and I get the one was a flawless uh, victory because the other person didn't touch him. But the one, literally, they were, like, trading blows back and forth, and then it was, like, flawless victory. I'm like, what, you just needed another reason to say that? He had like, a cheat code on, so it didn't hurt him. <laughs> he used his game Gotcha, plan. gotcha. Yeah. And then I, a couple of character uh, moments where I guess they had no intelligence whatsoever. They're following Katana, and Johnny Blade is... Or did I call him the wrong name? Johnny Cage is convinced that... They went down this hall that they have to break through 700 spider webs to go through. If she went that way, you wouldn't have to break all the spider webs. She would have broke them when she went through the hallway. So that's not real good uh, tracking skills from Johnny Cage. And um, Liu Kang, you're an idiot because you literally saw Shang Tsung change into your brother right in front of you. And then were continued to be fooled that it was your brother for a second. Like... You were just looking at Shang Tsung, and he turned into the brother right in front of you. Well, he kept saying, "You're not real. You're my brother." He never. But why was he? Oh, yeah, but he was like, "You can't be this. This. You can't be my brother. No, no shit. He can't be your brother." Well, he, his brother fucking died. He still got some trauma from. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, and all these nightmares he keeps having. But my biggest grief was that uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion were killed too early on in the tournament. I would have liked to see them uh, stick around since they were my favorite characters from the game. From just a personal standpoint there but uh don't worry what? they'll bring back scorpio with no explanation and then, <laughs> and and then sub-zero oh, will just be a different brother. dude but he'll be back right and then but actually the person that played reptile in this movie is the character is the actor that plays sub-zero in the second movie so that'll just confuse things even more for a grade though for me uh, i genuinely enjoyed my time with it i like the mortal kombat franchise i like the legacy uh web whatever you want to call it uh the web series. Web series. Um, I think those are fun. Uh, the only thing I don't like Mortal Kombat is, is Annihilation, really. I think that's a ridiculous nonsense. But uh, I, I'd be in the 6 or 7 range for this one, um, honestly. Um, it's the best video game film we've seen so far, in my opinion. It's way better than Double Dragon and Super Mario, and I think it's better than Street Fighter as well. So I'm going to go with a 6 out of 10 for Mortal Kombat. I genuinely enjoyed it regardless of if it didn't make sense or not I, I didn't expect I don't expect most of these video game films to make sense so 
I guess that's just my take on it. So you'll have to let us know what side of the spectrum you guys are on, listeners, and if you're more on uh, Matt's camp or more on Amanda's camp or somewhere in the middle, like I guess Dan and I fell, and what your take is on Mortal Kombat. Is it the best video game film we've reviewed so far out of the four or not? And uh, we'll have to see how that goes. You can leave those comments at geekcastradio.com. You can just click on the episode post, and you can write your comment right there, and we will interact. Or if you want uh, instant interaction, you can tweet us, and we'll reply as soon as we get the notification. And, Amanda, how can people tweet right at you and let you know that, uh, let them know that they're agreeing with you? You can hit me up on Twitter at hardcandymandyi, no lies. And Matt, if they agree with you, how should they reach out and say that you're right? You should definitely let me know that you agree with me at FridleySent. Dan, what's your Twitter? I'm at MoveRevolt. And my Twitter is at OptimusSolo. If you just want to send a general tweet to the show, you can do that at CinemaGeekCast. And that means uh, next up on our video game series, when we get back to it, we'll actually be going a completely different route, and I believe the next up is Wing Commander. So, uh, starring Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard. So, I mean, the anticipation is just building I'm excited. on that I've one. never seen it before, so... I've they never were also seen... both in the live-action Scooby-Doo together. <laughs> 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 so, that's what we have to look forward to next time, and then I think after that we go into the world of Tomb Raider. So those will be the next two on the video game series. So that's it for this week, and tune in next week for another chance to listen to The Cinema Geek. Choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. Flawless victory.